Welcome to the All Outdoors Photography Podcast. This podcast is about all things outdoor photography, including landscapes, wildlife, macro, and more. The show features two talented photographers, Henry Doyle and Ryan Taylor, who bring their different experiences in photography to the podcast. The show is released weekly every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. In today's episode, Henry and Ryan talk about one of the most photogenic seasons there is for outdoor photography, autumn. They talk about the various subjects you can find, such as wildlife, landscapes, macro and waterfalls, and different camera settings they may use during this particular season. We hope you enjoy the many creative composition ideas that we come up with for the episode, and enjoy this season of photography just as much as we do. Welcome back to episode 47 of the All Outdoors Photography Podcast, and today we have a very seasonal episode for you all. Yes, we do. We're talking about um, all things autumn and fall photography, which um, mm-hmm. I know for a lot of landscape and wildlife photographers alike, you know, it's a very exciting time of the year. Yeah. And uh, before we start, I just want to mention that we do have a Patreon. Um, there's plenty of benefits in there. We've got three different tiers. You can do portfolio reviews, uh, participate in exclusive live streams, uh, get access to a Discord server, all kinds of things. So if you're interested in that, just check the links below um, and they can take you to that. Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate your support. So yeah, so uh, we we've been gone for a bit. We took a a bit of a break. So uh, what's been going on with you, Ryan? Uh, yeah, it's it's funny. I've been we've been taking a break from the show and everything, which is you know actually been kind of great in a way, just to kind of unwind and focus on other areas of life or photography. Um, so I've actually been taking a break from Instagram. Um, so far it's been at least a couple of weeks, but it feels like it's you know extended the months. You know, in my head, I guess, but. Um, that's been pretty great, honestly, just kind of stepping away and just um, focusing on just creating stuff or working on stuff because I'm still, like, doing the same I would normally do, um, but I'm just not, like, actively promoting it, you know. So uh, it's been a pretty nice break, and um, I've been really enjoying that. So I, I'm not sure when or if, honestly, if um, I'll come back, but, you know, I'm thinking sometime soon. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, I've been, I've been doing lots of festivals. Um, most of those have been going very, very well. Um, you know, just meeting people, making sales, networking, making connections. Um, I had to like, more recently I did a Friday night little gallery reception. I was a guest artist um, here in the area where I'm at. And uh, so it was really nice of them to invite me out for an evening just to have a small pop-up display in a, you know, this little gallery building with some studios and stuff. So that was really cool. Um, and probably the most exciting thing, honestly, is I took a big three-day trip, um, at least big for me, um, to Hocking Hills um, here in Ohio, which... I know a lot of people from probably around the country even, you know, are pretty familiar with that place, but um, this is my very first visit, and um, I, I basically just went there with a big agenda and an open schedule for three days, um, and I, I pretty much, like, really just immersed myself in the whole area. Um, I actually slept in my car, which was uh, pretty um, kind of, I don't want to say frightening, but it was just, like, kind of tense for a little while, but I got used to it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, for three days, I filmed three separate videos at different locations uh, for the YouTube channel. Um, took tons and tons of photos, hundreds at least, with a DSLR camera, of course. Um, and uh, lots of, yeah, phone, video, photo. So I'm probably going to make some blog posts, uh, maybe some multi-part series there as well. Um, we'll see. And um, I'm still editing the photos as we speak, but uh, they're looking really, really great. And it's, it's everything from waterfalls, the classic, you know, scenic places that people go to there. 
Um, and then like other kind of more intimate landscapes. Um, I didn't really do much wildlife or anything else, but you know, lots of, I pretty much only shot with my wide angle lens, I think. Um, I did do some star night trail stuff at the astronomy park, uh, mm -hmm. the John Glenn astronomy park. Um, cause it was just a clear night, you know, the couple of nights I was there. So I made a trip up there as well. Um, so yeah, it was just really, really fun. It was really rejuvenating, I guess, to say the least. Um, just kind of living out of the car, driving around the region, and just you know doing it all by myself too, which is really fun. Um, so you know, I'm definitely gonna do more of those trips in the future. But you know, this really kind of kickstarted that more traveling uh, kind of mindset I'm going for now with uh, photography and otherwise. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I've just been you know, contentedly working away, really. So, but I'm really excited to get back to the show, of course, too. So that's pretty much it. Cool. That's that's awesome. You've been you've been up to a lot, and it's it's good to see that you were uh, able to take a step away from Instagram and you know still create just like you normally would. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm -hmm. almost create more. I'd say with the, the more time yeah. you get too. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So what's been new with you? Well, um, I haven't been doing a lot of physical shooting, um, but yeah, I I think I probably probably since we talked, I've probably been out five times. Um, that's just because of, you know, school, um, starting my senior year, you know, applying to colleges. I was in a play, all that stuff. Um, but I have been working on a lot of online stuff. Um, I've been doing a bunch of presentations um, with different camera clubs and different organizations. So that's been really fun. Um, I've uh, I've worked on a calendar uh, that I've got the, uh, the proofs coming to me. So uh, if that looks good, I'll be uh, releasing that soon. Um, Let's see what else. Uh, I've been enjoying, you know, the little shooting I have gotten to do. I've been enjoying my new lens a lot. I got a 100 to 500 about uh, almost two months ago now. Uh, that's been fun to play around with, and uh, you know, gotten some pretty cool shots with that. Uh, and yeah, besides that, uh, next week, well, actually Wednesday. Um, so by the time you're listening to this, uh, I would have already been. Uh, I'm going to North Carolina for three days. I'm going to be seeing a college, but I'm also going to be doing a ton of shooting out there. Uh, Asheville, North Carolina. So hopefully I'll find some black bears and maybe some elk and uh, some nice mountain landscapes. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I like it. Quite the variety, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, I, I, can't say, I can't say what yet, but I also uh, I got a summer trip planned um, that I'm very excited for. Uh, so a photography related trip so i also was planning that that'd be next summer you're saying mm -hmm. yep cool man awesome yeah it's really cool that, yeah just seeing you do all these different webinars and stuff um since i watched your first one and just you know talking more about what you love to do and stuff too so thank you yeah, it's pretty awesome I, I haven't done much shooting myself but um you know like you said the time you get to spend actually doing it you know it's almost kind of like more fulfilling that way too mm-hmm and this, this time of year is really hard to, like, I feel like it's, like, it's not quite fall yet, and then, you know, the, the foliage is still really thick, and, you know, it's just a lot of green, so, uh, I think we're definitely, we're yeah. starting to transition into that better season, but it, it, it is really hard to shoot, uh, on these it's times. It's been right? tough, and, yeah, not, not even the politicize of it, like, the climate change debacle. Oh, yeah. It's, like, definitely, but, I mean, uh. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's been still, I don't know about you, but it's probably been similar, you know, weather conditions. Mm -hmm. It's been still very, very warm. I mean, oh, yeah, couple, it is like, so much hotter days, than but... I remember uh, October used yeah. to be. 
crazy. And that just means like those leaves are going to take longer to change with the, you know, the chlorophyll and the oxygen and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's like a lot of it's still just tons of greenery, you know, anywhere you go out in the woods or whatever. Yeah. I, it's just, uh, you know, that means less fall foliage and just, yeah, like you said, more greenery and it's, uh, it's definitely getting worse, I, uh, but I don't know. I guess we'll yeah. just have to learn to deal with it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the past couple of years, it's definitely, like, I feel like been the case where it has gotten just, even all year, just more warmer, and, like, um, I wouldn't necessarily, necessarily say, like, the foliage is not changing, but it's definitely changing a lot later, like, weeks later, so, I mean, like, I feel like the peak foliage is now, like, near Thanksgiving, it used to be near Halloween, I thought, but, um, I don't know, it's just, getting, it's just always so much more warmer in October, um, lately, at least. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it definitely even in the mornings for me like it's like like over 70 degrees and then it just warms up so fast it just it's hard yeah i mean we haven't even i mean it's mid-october right now and it's getting to the end of the month almost now and it's like not even hit like the like the emergence of frost i don't know about you i haven't seen any maybe i'm just not out early enough there's been like some morning dew of course because it's kind of damp but like it's still just not there i don't know yeah, it's it's, it's interesting, but um, mm-hmm. I figured this is a good episode to do now because it's very timely. Since we are, I think it's both on our minds very much. So, oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, so, so um, like we said, this episode is autumn photography. Um, so mm-hmm. let's just jump into it. Uh, yeah, so definitely. So what do you like about shooting in autumn? Um. Well. After the really hot, sweaty, muggy summers, which um, I, mean, I think the longer I'm, you know, into like going outdoors and stuff, the less I like those, uh, you know, just sunburnt, you know, bugs swatting at you from all directions and trying to bite you and everything else. And like, you know, the really long, sunny days and it's which are you know beautiful on their own. But like for photography speaking, just very ugh, and drawn out and very high ugh, contrast. They're not the most desirable, we'll say so. And like you were saying about, you know, you kind of get in a rut almost with just, uh, especially late summer, just kind of like, what do I really shoot, you know, besides like maybe, I don't know, shorebird migration, the emergence of warblers in the Midwest again, you know, it, just to name some examples. But basically, yeah, I mean, autumn is great because it just feels like it's a transitionary season. Like it's very much about um, just the changing of everything around us. Like I said, migrating birds. Um, the weather kind of changes. Like, I feel like there's a lot more overcast days and overcast light, which, you know, me is like, uh, my, definitely a preference, I guess I'll say with lighting or just, um, you know, very fair weather skies. Um, so you can basically shoot out all day if you wanted to, you know, but that's just my opinion. But I mean, like, I just like the colors, um, obviously as they change, just seeing them change. And then when they hit that peak, uh, color and just, um, having all these places scouted around that, like I can go to and shoot landscapes of lake reflections or um, different intimate landscapes of, you know, the leaves are just falling on the ground. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just so many different things, even um, waterfalls, which I prefer with greenery, you know, like spring or summer foliage, look quite striking even with autumn, you know, leaves falling around and everything. Or um, even, you know, hiking around my local gorges um, and just all the, you know, like I said, the leaves falling on the rocks. Like there's, there's just so much different things you can see and just to see it all kind of like with spring, kind of the same way it's like a transitionary uh, time of the year it's like just seeing it all change and everything and unfold is um, just quite striking and beautiful so just lots of fun just different things that shoot you know this time of year oh yeah it's it's just it's one of the 
biggest variety years for or seasons to shoot. Um, I feel like just like you said, the the migration is it's not may may not be as prominent as spring migration, but you get all kinds of returning species that you just haven't seen for months, um, and they're just so fun to photograph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, it, we'll touch on that here for a second, I guess. But like um, I know, in particular, especially with warblers. Um, the smaller kind of songbirds that you know pass through, um, at least here is the Mississippi Flyway, um, this part of the country, and uh, it's it's neat, but it's kind of like a double-edged sword because like versus spring, I'll say they're much more colorful in the spring. Uh, their bird song is much more prominent, louder from the males, because uh, you're obviously trying to attract uh, the mates and you know get nesting territories established, so they're kind of like fighting over that, um, and the foliage is a lot less prominent, at least in early spring in mid-spring, I guess. Um, so it's easier to spot those brightly colored birds that are singing very loudly, like almost all times of day even. Um, but And that's a much more fleeting and faster-paced migration, we'll say. Like they're quick to kind of go in and out, unless if they're a common native breeder, you know, breeder of kind of like a species. Um, but in autumn, it's different because it's much more drawn out. It's much more longer migration. They usually take their more uh, more time to stock up on food reserves, and they'll take breaks at, you know, the local your local patches, we'll say, and they're much more slower in that migration uh, down south usually to like South America or Central or Mexico or whatever. And so it's it's a lot more drawn out, um, but their colors on the foliage, or excuse me, foliage, <laughs> the plumage of these birds um, is a lot more duller in color, um, both male and female. And uh, you're not you're going to hear a lot less bird song as well. So um, they're going to be much quieter because they obviously aren't mating this time of year. They're just merely trying to stock up on food and make their maiden voyage down south. So that's just a quick little blurb, but... Um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's definitely... It's still a very rewarding time, um, and uh, you can still see plenty of life for birds, and um, it's still very, very exciting, but um, you get more time with them, which is neat, too. So, But you have, definitely have to be a much more skilled birder, I think, to see them all, you know, this time of year. Mm-hmm. Why would you say that? Because of the foliage, or because of the rarity, or... Uh, it's, it's kind of yeah, all that and more. I mean, it's like what I said with the uh, the plumage or uh, yeah, the plumage of the birds, like their colors. They're much more duller, so they're harder to spot. Um, generally, there's a lot more leaves still on the trees, so it, it could be a little more tricky. And uh, probably the easiest giveaway is that the bird song is much less. It's not quite as loud, or it's basically non-existent really for a lot of species. So like, you know, you really have to be kind of like looking around or know like, hey, this location consistently you know has this 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 you know like every season you know every autumn or whatever um so it's definitely a lot easier i think in spring to you know point out all these birds because it's just like an onslaught you know if you go to you know a hot spot you know there's tons of them like it's easier to see them and pick them apart um, versus autumn at least yeah that, that makes sense that makes sense um have you seen any uh like cool species during like the beginning of fall so far that uh, you're excited about seeing again? Um, well, quite frankly, I haven't done birding in quite a long time, honestly, since our break. <laughs> um, but I've definitely been uh-huh. vicariously living through like my other friends that are posting online, like their different sightings, and it's been very, very mm-hmm. exciting to just to see all the different species that are coming and going, you know, as as they make their migration south. Um, so I really haven't done much lately, honestly. I need to get back into it because I've been missing it so much, but um. You know, just the local, there's a couple of local places that just are like magnets almost, or migrant traps, as some people say, um, to see them a lot. But um, there's always lots of, there's lots of warblers I still haven't seen. 
um, that I would like to, you know, add to my life list someday. So that's definitely, it's definitely always on. You know, it's always an option. Awesome. Yeah, I ran into a, uh, uh, what's it called, a uh, tufted titmouse. Uh, I hadn't seen that since like January, uh, and they're they're some of my favorite birds, and I was really excited to see that again. Uh, I've noticed a lot of woodpeckers are coming back too, at least in my area. Like uh, I even saw a pileated. Uh, which is pretty awesome, just in a local park. I did not expect that, but uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of woodpeckers, a lot of those small songbirds, and uh, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's weird how like the uh, the year round residents, like like you said, the titmice or the the pileated woodpeckers, like they some of them do migrate, of course, but like uh -huh. a lot of them do stay year round and even breed or nest in our areas, how uh, where we both live. But like it's neat because I like I will see more chickadees in the like the late summer oh, early yeah. autumn definitely like in the summer i don't i don't know i don't see quite as much and they aren't as vocal but like lately like honest birding lately has been my backyard like just coming to and from the house or filling up the bird seed and like i'm hearing nut hatches a lot more lately um you're saying woodpeckers i haven't seen any yet or heard any but uh yellow-bellied sapsuckers are making oh, a yeah. push through mm -hmm. the area lately and that's that's more of a winter uh, woodpecker or fall you know so uh with the migration and everything um, so there's lots to see, and there's um, a couple of warblers, um, the yellow-roamed warbler in particular, the, the murder warbler, as it's sometimes called, too. Um, that's, a, that, that's one that sticks around uh, for a good while, actually, throughout most of the yeah. time, so it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So I, thanks for educating me. I didn't actually know that titmouse uh, stuck around. I thought they, were, they came back, uh, uh, but I, I definitely see what you mean. I did not see any for months. Like, you know, I, I thought they were completely gone. That's how... I don't know what they do during those times, but uh, they just kind of disappear. So busy. Yeah, they're so busy, I think, raising a family or whatever, gathering food maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, it's something I just noticed. Um, and like like a lot of – like I said, a lot of year-round species do migrate. It's just a very choosy kind of selective thing. I'm not sure if that's individual basis or like a flock you know, kind of basis, I guess. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's something I noticed over – over the years, honestly, it's just like certain species come become more prevalent. I'll say in autumn versus like summer or something. It's, it's weird, but um, it's definitely worth noting. Yeah. Uh, another thing with autumn too is I I, I like the temperature uh, so much better. I think it's really the yes. perfect balance of hot and cold. You know, you can wear a nice a light jacket or um, even a heavy jacket, but like, you know, it's you're still, you don't have to bundle up. You can wear your normal footwear and, you know, just pretty much normal clothes uh, and just kind of stay out for longer periods of time. Oh man, I definitely agree. It's in like lately, it's been like a nice, um, if you want to call it cool, 70 degrees, which that's like my ideal temperature. Like I can walk on t-shirt and shorts and be totally fine. But I mean, like the bugs are pretty much all but going away pretty closely now. And yeah, it's like that just right temperature. And like get a long sleeve shirt on you really don't need too many layers i don't at least for me um quite yet but like it's just like it's just right you know it's just yeah it's like the sweet spot again um you know compared to like i said the really muggy stagnant kind of summer heat basically it's just it's you really get more photos when you're out in the cold weather because you know at least for me i i'm in a much better mood um, i'll do much longer hikes so you can you can find new areas um and also like you know, you, you don't have to worry as much about camera gear with uh, humidity and everything. Uh, you know, it's just – overall, it's just much more favorable for photography. 
yeah, I definitely agree there. It's it's just I yeah, I do spend a lot more time, um, like I said, with just the changing colors and everything. And like I said, you got migrating birds. There's just like a lot to see that. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of like a welcome change, I'll say, after the like many the dog days of summer. And, you know, you've got many months of just kind of it's good. It's good stuff, like good photography stuff that you can you know create, I guess, during this month. But like, it's just nice to have like a change of pace. Like, Oh yeah, definitely. Um, do you do you also back to burning a bit? Do you find that you get more raptors in the fall as well? I feel like there's there's yep. definitely more. Yeah, they they definitely they uh, definitely migrate like any other bird, um, you know, spring mm. and fall. But it's especially fall, I think, is more particularly like where a lot of raptors definitely do. Um, I know turkey vultures, which we see for most of the most of the year, honestly, they. By the, usually by Thanksgiving, I see the last ones, you know, soaring overhead my house or something or anywhere. Um, so I'm still seeing plenty of them, but I think they're all kind of gathering before they make a uh, migration. So you see like 20 of them like doing their soaring in like a circular motion in the sky. It's pretty cool. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. lots of different hawks are making a good push. Um, I'd say at this time of year, um, actually lately it's been kind of a big deal, but um at a look at the world's first airport, Huffman Prairie, um, there is a prairie falcon, which is not oh, wow. like, not unlike, yeah, it's, it's not unlike anything we get around this like area of the country, I believe, and uh, it's made its appearance. I think just one individual. Um, I haven't gotten myself to see it, but everyone's getting good looks at it like the past week or two. You know, you know, keeping everyone posted, I guess, about its whereabouts at that you know that prairie, which is pretty awesome. So. Um, it's good that you brought up raptors because yeah, that's been definitely been a, a cool sighting for everyone, I guess. Yeah, that's uh that's crazy. You probably don't even get falcons in general, um, in Ohio. I mean, that's that's awesome. Uh, the, I mean, besides like your American kestrel, which um, mm-hmm. I've seen a decent amount of times, and then uh, peregrine falcons, which are much more like I would say urban areas. Um, I think a couple times I've seen them in the city actually, so I wouldn't be surprised at least. Um, yeah, we don't get too many falcons. Not, not too many around here. So, especially not like one of that kind, that caliber. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so what are so we kind of we touched on the wildlife subjects um, already, but uh, so what do you like about shooting landscapes in the fall? I guess let me, let me add one more thing. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought. Okay. About, but, yeah, um, no problem. Non bird. Yeah, non birds. Um, you also get deer. I just remember that because um, they they go through the rut, you know, in hunting season. So um, you see a lot of them grow their antlers and everything, you know, this time of year and everything, which is pretty cool. And then they, you know, they scratch the uh, trees and stuff with the uh, antlers and stuff, or they might even find them falling off too, which is pretty cool. So, I mean, it's a cool time of year to see that. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. That's all I, that's all I had to say. About okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I, I did have, I just had a thought um, with, the deer too. Uh, you also get running season. I know that's that's kind of end of summer, start of fall, um, but you could get the nice uh, rut behavior too. You can make some pretty cool images. Oh yeah, like the picture of the, or like an image of the uh, two males like clashing or whatever. Uh-huh. That's pretty. Yeah, awesome. or them like peeling off their velvet. Or I've never gotten one personally, but yeah, uh, it's it seems really cool. And I, I have shot during the rut, and they're definitely more active too. And a lot more aggressive, you got to imagine. So Yes, yes. Use, Be careful. Use your, use your telephoto lens. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which, why why wouldn't you, I guess, right? So. Uh, yeah, please do. And any any deer shots, unless, like, yeah, any deer shots, 
use a telephone lens. It's the ethical thing to do. Yeah. Technically speaking and safety speaking, like it's, uh-huh. it's the best choice. Yep. <laughs> All right, I think that's it for wildlife. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, landscapes. Um, so this is probably the main draw for me, I'd say, for this time of year, is the landscapes, because you just get um, just tons of, like, we, I, I could go on for it, just the foliage changing and just seeing it transition um, tree by tree, because it's neat, because if you know a lot about, like, uh, just arboreal stuff, like trees and stuff, and which species change colors. Like, there's just so much that goes into it. Um, like, uh, we don't get much reds, like red trees uh, in Ohio, at least not my area. But, like, you'll get, you know, maples that turn that just that vibrant scarlet, which is really beautiful. Uh, or ginkgo trees, which turn that just golden yellow all over. Those are beautiful. Um, I'm trying to think of something else. You know, and then the pine trees, of course, stay, like, the same all year. Uh, but, you know, deciduous trees, uh, trees speaking, you know, they, it's just beautiful to see everything um, just wither away, I guess. You know, it gets this beautiful color and just falls off and mm-hmm. uh, becomes the, the bare tree that, you know, it'll be in winter, of course. Um, yeah. So it's just neat. It's neat to capture that kind of beautiful transition motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can you can go into a uh, forest that is, you know, incredibly boring there in the summer and in the fall you get these beautiful colors get some contrast like you could get a row of trees with like some orange in one and then like a yellow in the middle um, really just the sky's the limit there um, and the colors like even on the same tree the co- colors will change throughout the fall season too so you can you can go back and keep shooting uh, granted that is a very short window but um, if you capitalize on it you can kind of capture some great and unique scenes yeah, 100%. It's kind of like, I keep comparing it to spring, but it's honestly like the best comparison of the four seasons. But it's kind of like in spring when the earliest tree buds are at the top of the canopy and it grows downward. Kind of like the same with uh, autumn, really. Is the color changes from the top usually and it you know, makes its way down to however tall the tree is, of course. But it's really neat to see that kind of like almost like a gradient, you know, as it just moves away. Um, but yeah, just something about those nice hikes, you know, a little bit of a breeze and a wind and it, you know, throws the leaves all around your face, you know, as they fall to the ground. Um, and just the soft crunching of it, um, even during rainy days in autumn is really beautiful too, because everything gets that moist kind of saturated look, which deepens the colors. Of course, it's almost like a natural polarizer filter, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, there's just tons of different things to see and definitely the woods and if you can get to a nice big lake and get like a horizon line shot of the uh, the tree line and reflection. Oh yeah. Um, oh yes, that yeah, reflection. That, yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do is like hit up my local state parks mm-hmm. and just get those big, like wide angle uh, reflections and just mm-hmm. it's it's really fun to do those. Um, even on a sunny day, it can be quite striking too. So. Yeah, I mean, in 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 fall too, with the sun, uh, the sun is less harsh, so it's easier to shoot in full sun. Uh, granted it's not you know it's still not ideal but like you you definitely have more options when it comes to shooting um i feel like in the height of summer like if you want to get that if it's not an overcast day you can really only shoot early in the morning and late at night for landscapes so uh it definitely opens up your options yeah definitely and it's it's like the shorter days as they kind of creep shorter and shorter um towards daylight savings it's like you kind of feel like the time is more valuable because you have less of it i guess um, so definitely what you said, it's kind of like shooting, you know, like, uh, we'll, we'll go back to my, we'll call back to my, uh, Hockney Hills trip, for example, like the three days I was there, which I just, you know, kind of set aside in a row, of course, um, obviously the weather's out of my control, but every, all three days were like pretty much bright, sunny, blue sky, 
uh, barely any clouds in the sky. So it made shooting kind of difficult uh, because I had to, uh, at least for the best light I wanted, you know, most desirably in my photos, I had to allocate my shooting subjects to the beginning and end of the day. Um, yeah, so plus, with being dropped in a new location, it's like it was kind of daunting because I didn't really know like what to expect, I guess, you know? I had maps, but like, mm-hmm. you know, not really sure what to get to on foot, you know, and when, of course. But um, yeah, definitely in fall, it's like it's a lot more cloudier light, you know, it's much more diffused, softer, and shorter days just kind of make it easier to get around and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's just really beautiful. And then you got full moons and other stuff like that. So, just makes it a really nice time of year for uh, landscape photos. Yeah, it's uh, I definitely agree with that. I think it, it probably is the, the best time of year because uh, you know winter, you know when it snows, you know you can get spectacular landscapes. So that's that's very rare. Um, autumn, you know, it is still rare, but you know you got you got time, some time to work with that. Um, you can get just really amazing images yeah for sure mm-hmm. yeah it, it's it, and it can change pretty fast too i mean like once it hits peak foliage it's like you got like maybe a week depending on where you are and it's like the more uh up in the northern hemisphere you are the, the i believe the sooner it is in like the time of year and um it's pretty neat i don't know if you're like in kentucky you have this but um here in ohio we have our natural resources um uh, department agency they have a uh, foliage report. And so what they do is they have a big map and they re- release weekly for like a month and a half. I think it's like October to November. They released a weekly like a state park update, like all the state parks in the state, uh, about like the conditions and like how much the colors change and like it has like a mm-hmm. good, you know, great like peak and then done. So it's like a, it's got like a rating for each one and it breaks it down. And so it's a pretty nice resource and uh, I hope like other places around the world or country um, have a similar thing set up because it's really useful yeah that's uh i need to check that out i didn't know that existed actually so that's super cool i'll definitely uh yeah, I mean, make use i'll make use of that uh in the next couple of days for uh, north carolina it'll be very helpful mm-hmm. yeah i mean I'd, I'd hope that every state has their own like equivalent or you know something like that because it's definitely been useful um, just yeah. if you can't travel far and you want, you know, like you want to go to like maybe like a particular region or area or location, it's like, you know, it's kind of like the weather report almost like, Hey, how's the color looking? You know, and you can actually time it, you know, just right. Cause uh, every year is a little different, you know, it's, it's, it's fall. So it, it all usually happens. But I mean, like it's every year is a little different of when it's peak full mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And it depends on the temperature and, uh, just all kinds of things. It's uh, it's there's quite the science behind it. So yeah, lots of I, variables involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is the dying of trees. That's that's what autumn is. So uh, it, I'm glad yeah. you know you get some beauty before all those leaves fall off. Yeah, the death of many things, but it's kind of like a new beginning in a way. You know, as mm-hmm. you go into the dormancy of winter, like um, I don't know if you really there's really not too many wildflowers out this time of year, like. I guess like early autumn, you get like the late summer blooms are still out, like uh, like asters and some other stuff. Like I know I have a few um, things growing in my backyards, that, like some dahlias and tinnias that are still you know looking pretty nice, um, even though we're in mid October. So things stick around quite a bit, but like you said, it's like the weather and temperature does change. Like it makes a big difference on like when things you know die out or not. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, and I, I will say like winter, like is, uh, 
back to the wildlife just a little bit. Uh, it's nice when those leaves fall out. I mean, it makes things way easier to spot birds. Um, just for general birding, even if you're not taking photos, you know, it, things will start to open up more, allowing you to see more species. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's much easier to view them um, mm -hmm. compared to like even the middle of summer, we'll say, you know, when everything's fully leafed out. Yep. Um, so the next one here, unless you have any other thoughts on landscapes. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. So the next one here is, uh, it's macro subjects. So the main thing here is leaf compositions. And I know personally, I've taken some of my favorite, uh, images with leaves in them. Uh, one in particular, it was in my last year's calendar. Um, I got, there's these two branches and there was a leaf that perfectly landed like sideways on these branches. Didn't even look like that was able to be possible, but it, it did. And then the light only hit the leaf and then it, um, it like made this really interesting composition. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Definitely. I'll definitely put it in the slideshow. Um, but, uh, just playing with leaves and playing with, uh, the rest of the fall scene around it, uh, can be really cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it, it, it's neat what you can really come up with. Like, I know we just talked about the uh, the grand, you know, wide, probably wide angle, we'll say. I guess not every landscape has to be, but, you know, the bigger scene in front of you. But, like, when you really, like, hunker down and get into, like, the more smaller, intimate, you know, scenes, it's like there's a lot to see on the, the woodland floor or, uh, I don't know, just something else like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot you can you can definitely work with. Yep. it's uh, It's great. Uh, my one of my favorite things to do is uh, I, I will do this occasionally in shots. I will if there's a leaf that is already on the ground, I will place it in my scene occasionally. I know, I know, I'm gonna get hate for it, but it's you can. I, I don't mess with any environments, you know. I put it back and stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, I do that sometimes, and it, it can be pretty darn cool. So you're a poser, man. Oh yeah, yeah. it's all good. Fake I, photographer. I, I, I know you're fake. You just, yeah. I, I, I will admit, I, do, I have done in the past, like, I think once or twice. I can think of one good moment where I found this, like, like all the other leaves falling on the ground. Um, I think it was, like, two Octobers, two years ago. Um, and it was, like, all the leaves fell on the ground. They're all kind of just, like, that mushy, kind of gray brown. Like, they're just all decaying, you know, just from the dryness of the, you know, the air and everything. But it was a real sunny day, and um, I was just, like, kind of not desperate for compositions or just things to shoot, but I was, like, I don't know what to do, like, at this place I was at. And I, like, found this bright, like, branch, like a small little branch. It wasn't, like, that big, but it had some opposite opposing leaves. And they're, like, this bright golden color. And uh, there's, there's about, like, two on each side coming up the branch, a small little twig, and then one at the top. So it was, like, a beautiful shape and arrangement. And I literally brushed away, like, all this dirt and all the leaves and all the, you know, the plant matter that was just around this, like, little spot. And I had this, like, my tripod extended all the way up cameras on a top-down view i think i had i think it was a macro shot in theory it doesn't look like it but it was like an extension to like magnification and i had this cleanly just placed and it was just like a, a vertical like clean shot uh, i'll include the slideshow i guess and like it's like it's very posed and it like to me it's obvious oh i took it of course but like to <laughs> me it looks very intentional like mm -hmm. there's no way you could just find it looking that clean you know with the surrounding area but like it honestly was really cool. It was really fun to kind of like create like an image, I guess, so to speak, you know, not just like photograph like a found object, which I've done, of course, plenty of times. 
um, probably more often than not, you know, than doing this pose thing. But that, that, that was a really fun thing to do there. Yeah, that's 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 really cool. Um, yeah, arranging scenes like that and just kind of finding even sometimes. I mean, the best shot obviously is when you come across it naturally, um, but just kind of creating this world around you with these small little objects is is really fun. Yeah, I mean, like macro to me is like all about. Sim I mean, any photograph really is, but like especially macro with that kind of finer detail is about simplifying the scene in front of you, and so. Like autumn can quite frankly be kind of chaotic with all the color and the leaves everywhere and um, just lots of different things going on, you know, lots of shapes and, you know, everything in the image that you might take. But like the macro stuff can really fine tune that, you know, your compositions and make everything much more almost kind of minimalist in a way. So yeah, like that kind of shot was very clean to me. Like it was very much arranged and that was the, the intention behind it. But I mean, I've definitely found some like just, you know, I think one, one such image is one of my favorites actually probably of all time that I've taken is like uh, this leaf is like just racing on the side of this felled tree trunk across a creek. Um, and the tree trunk has all these swirls and color in it. And it was an overcast day, but like the, the color on this, like it was almost like lichen was forming, but it was in like this wavy kind of swaying motion as it kind of hmm. meandered on along the tree trunk. And it was just like a yellow leaf that was a really small leaf, but it was curled up and it was just laying there. And I didn't have to arrange it or do anything like it was just perfect all i did was frame it up with like the rule of thirds and take the sheet and it, it like it couldn't have been more perfect i think wow. from like a technical standpoint um, and what what uh, angle I, did you shoot that at more like a top down or an eye level or uh if i recall it was kind of like because obviously tree trunk's more round um obviously but like i think it was just kind of like laying on the cusp of the edge of it but like not enough to fall off like it was I, if i recall it wasn't much wind that day um, so it wasn't so much top down as it was kind of like more dead on actually. Um, oh, nice. And, yeah. But it was just one of those, like, it's one of those rare kind of shots where you're like, I have not found the same lighting or just conditions, the subject, like everything aligning perfectly. Like I haven't found like quite like the same thing if I was to ever replicate it again. Like it, that was like one of those little like magical moments, I guess. Like, oh, this leaf just was perfectly placed. And yeah, like everything, like this tree trunk was so unique looking and everyone, you know, I've printed it before and people, ex you know, exclaim like, oh, it looks like a painting. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's kind of what I was going for, of course, but it was just like, you know, it's neat to hear that, that people can pick up on fun. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, make sure you put that one in the slideshow too. That sounds super cool. Oh yeah, we'll do. I have plenty yeah. to work from, from the back catalog mm -hmm. uh, for the slideshow. I just love the colors on those leaves. Like, even some stay green, but like, they they still change. Like, it's like a greenish yellow or a greenish red, uh, and just I don't know. There's so many different. It's a big palette of colors out there. So. Oh yeah, and it's it's really cool because like once it gets near peak like color, it's like a, day by day it can change, which is really like pretty awesome. And like, I found leaves. I think I found. I'm not sure if it's like a sweet gum kind of like leaf or tree or whatever but i remember there's one time a couple of years ago i found like there's literally the leaf was like if you can imagine just wrapped around it was like a gradient like it was literally like changing from side to side so like the f one half of it was green and then it got to yellow and orange and then like a brown color and it was like the coolest like a color wheel almost as it just changed and it was really cool to see that um and then i think it was a rainy day too so it kind of like a much deeper color to it as well uh, but yeah neat stuff like that you just gotta look for it. 
yeah. Um, so what what about waterfalls in fall? Um, definitely, I need to do more of them. Um, like I said, I think my preferred is like spring summer, if I'm being honest. Um, but like definitely, in, um, I know this is about winter, but like definitely in winter they can be easier to see, I guess, and less distractions around it. Um, but in fall and autumn, it's like they, they it's like a whole different life to them almost. Um, if you go to like the bigger ones, they're usually flowing still because of all that water and stuff. It's been like a really rainy season, um, hopefully at least. Um, unfortunately, a lot of them, especially the smaller ones or the ones that like I find them like my local uh, gorges that, you know, it just become like a mere trickle or it's just not even existent and they dry up for the season um, probably until, you know, late winter or spring, you know, the, the following seasons. But um, if you do find like a good flowing one, it's like you get that burst of color like we keep mentioning. Um, it really just adds this kind of like pizzazz, I guess, to the you know, the entire image. Um, so it's definitely something to look out for. And I feel like people don't, I won't say people don't recognize them, but like, I feel like it's like an oft forgotten thing because people usually go towards the woods and stuff. But yeah. Find, they kind of just, you know, they, some, they ruled out completely and they just go into the woods and try to shoot the trees. But waterfalls can be just as cool, if not cooler. So. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, if you make that like anything else, if you make that the subject and the focal point of your image, but then you also have all that color. It's like it just adds all these different elements, like visually mm-hmm. speaking, that people can see and everything. So, um, yeah, I definitely say like don't skimp on the waterfalls because like a lot of them do flow, um, sometimes even all year. So like it's worthwhile to see them and see how they look. Yeah, they're uh, they're definitely super cool in the fall. Uh, you can get those reflections there too. Uh, you could get leaves like in your composition, whether you place them or whether you. <laughs> Uh, let them fall naturally, uh, just all kinds of things. I've even seen shots. Um, I've never taken one, but there was like a pool of swirling water, and there were leaves in that water, yes. so it was like the nice lines. That's definitely a dream shot of mine. Um, but yeah, things like that. You could just be super creative. I, I'm so glad you brought that up. I didn't even think uh-huh. about that, but there's a good, um, there's a good one of the biggest rivers in my area is Great Miami, and like. Uh, I think about three years ago now, I went, it was like an overcast day, I was in like one of these deep, mature, like hardy, kind of like tree species, uh, kind of woodland areas at a metro park, and like, I was just having an absolute ball, I was doing like just the woodland shots, you know, just framing up trees and leaves and stuff, doing some like telephoto work in, you know, the same woodland there, and then I took the trail that meanders along uh, pretty much parallel to the, the river, and there's some good swirly like action as you know, because all these leaves are you know, these trees are overhanging like like diagonally on on both sides of this river. And I was just like seeing all these leaves falling gracefully. And there's like a light breeze and wind that day. And like man, the like swirls you can get with that. And, yeah, I mean you don't even need a waterfall. You can go to a river like that, and you could find some motion and convey that in the image like in a long exposure style, since there's something that's moving in the frame. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's honestly, that's probably one of the best parts about, you know, autumn photography. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I've, I think I've, I've done this before. I don't think the shot was quite, like, postable, but I was able to catch a, a leaf in flight, <laughs> like, kind of like a yeah. bird in flight. I was kind of able to catch it down. I wasn't too happy with the background. That's why I didn't post it. But um, stuff like that, you know, just working with the falling leaves uh, could be really cool, too. Did you do that shot with a fast shutter, the freeze frame it, or did you, like, blur it? I did a fast shutter, but now that you say that, that's a good idea, too, to kind of blur it. 
Well, I mean, yeah, it depends on your outcome uh-huh. or what you want. Like, you can abstract yep. it, you know, so mm-hmm. to speak, or you can make, like, a... I mean, I would imagine with the faster the shutter, if you want to, like, freeze the leaf in motion, uh, you could use, like, a strobe or a flash or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, done a lot yeah. of... Uh, have you done any ICM with that? Like, besides... Uh... Oh, yes. Nice. In oh, the yeah. fall, too? Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, if, like, if I had to choose one season, that's the best season, because, like, um, a lot of my ICM abstract, uh, if anyone doesn't know, it's intentional camera movement. Um, look it up. It's 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 a really cool, neat, artsy kind of way of photography, but, um, yeah, I mean, some of my favorite shots are just the warmth, and it looks like you take these blurry images of just trees changing color, and, like, it just looks like fire, and if you get a blue sky offset, it's, like, it just looks like, I don't know, it's, it's otherworldly, and... This is probably the one form of photography I will say um, is most well represented, I guess, in midday light, like high noon, because it like it needs that really just bright color and high contrast. Um, you could do it on a cloudy day, of course, but like that's that's like the one form of photography that's like I think it's just perfect for that lighting. Um, so I, I do tons of it, you know, this time of year, and uh, it's definitely worthwhile while doing the like the more traditional imagery on the side too, of course. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I definitely need to do more of that uh, with those colors and everything. You just won't get those any time of year in your abstract images besides autumn. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and you could even and really the you know like subject matter doesn't matter for this example, but like you could even maybe let's say a waterfall is in the background, but like you frame up the composition so that um, you focus you pre-focus on the foreground where there's a big rock, like a big wet you know rock, and it has one leaf hanging out on it. And you focus on that, um, and you may use a small aperture or a wide aperture. I don't know. Just choose one, I guess, But uh, for what you want to get. But, like, you can make that kind of like a cool foreground element in the image, too. So I mean, that's just, like, one idea or maybe even a challenge for yourself um, as you go out in the field and maybe try out. That's awesome. Great ideas here. <laughs> Hope you don't yeah, mind if I steal some you. of them. Yeah. Ooh, oh, no, you go nice. ahead. Yeah. I, I haven't uh-huh. copyrighted these techniques. I promise. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So another thing with fall photography too is like specialized settings. Um, and I know both of us are going to talk about a polarizer. I'll let you mostly talk, but, um, since you're definitely more of a polarizer expert, but, um, I, I definitely use one in the autumn a lot, uh, cause it, it really cuts out that glare. Um, and what I really like about it is that color enhancing without, you know, having to do a digital adjustment on your computer, you can get those nice colors and still make them look natural. Uh, so I, I love a polarizer for that. Mm-hmm. And it's neat it's because, like, uh, it knocks out, like, the reflections and, like, the rocks if you don't want that. Um, if you want, like, a much more, I don't want to say flatter, but, like, it's much more, uh, I don't know, I don't know what the right word is, like, consistent, um, kind of, like, color palette. Like, that's, that's a much, that filter is... Um, Honestly, like a gift almost to um, achieve that look with an image. Um, yeah, I mean, like most of the year, I do use a polarizer. Um, I just like the look of it, and I don't find, you know, neglecting the super to light just to achieve that look. Um, so it's definitely an autumn. It's definitely a much needed filter, in my opinion, uh, for most subject matter and forms of it. Yeah. So how many? What percentage of the time in uh, autumn would you say you have a polarizer on your lens? Uh, anything that's not wildlife. Wow. I will probably, awesome. I would basically use it, which is like, that pretty much goes for most of the time of the year anyway. Do you ever find and, the, uh, loss of light hard to deal with or? 
Um, it, it can be. I mean, like if you're stuck in the woods and it's like way after dark and it's already like a cloudy, uh, flat kind of light day, it's like it does get harder to see, just or it gets darker the scene in front of you, and like your light meter is going to need to compensate for that, of course, because uh, it gets dark in the woods usually. Um, so yeah, I mean, it does. It does kind of like depend, but I mean, like more often than not, I'm shooting on a tripod, so like that kind of cancels out any, um, I guess, drawbacks from that. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, and the effect's so much better. Any of the noise, you know, it's it's probably worth it too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I I'm a big uh, tripod fan for stabilization and mm-hmm. everything else. Oh yeah. Freeze up your hands. Um, and if some people say to frame your composition handheld and then mount it on a tripod, I'm maybe I'm just guilty of using the tripod too much that like I over rely on that, and I frame stuff up only from the movement of that. So uh-huh. I don't know, but. Yeah, yeah I mean, but then sometimes, like, you can be holding a shot, and then, you know, your tripod literally can't get the shot, so. Uh, I think it's sure, there's yeah. definitely pros and cons each way. And in those dark fall forests, especially on those cloudy days, you, you pretty much need a tripod if you want to get, uh, like, a really good, you know, high-quality, low-ISO shot. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, I mean, like, other than that, I mean, specialized settings. I'm trying to think of, like, what's really different or, like, what sets it apart from another season. I mean, I mean, you said you use your wide-angle lens. That's a little bit different than what you generally hear online. A lot of, like, uh, landscape photographers say they use mostly, like, telephotos in the fall. So that's interesting how you go more wide-angle there. I mean, that's been a trend lately for me anyways. Uh-huh. But um, I would say I always use that. I mean, definitely I do. I like to use the telephoto with you know, like a landscape image or something else. Um, it really just depends. You know, that's why we have more than one lens usually for most of us. So like that we can have, we have some options and, you know, it makes it nice. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I'll definitely be uh, doing some landscapes with my 100 to 500 and maybe even take some out at 500. So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe go out to like the nearest body of water, like a big lake. Uh-huh. Um, and just And just like zoom all the way in and see pick apart like a small like oh this tree kind of sticks out to me and you know try that out so you might be surprised at the results oh yeah be fun to see those um i mean yeah uh any anything else you use in particular any camping um, gear or hiking gear or anything like that i mean besides the usual like like clothing like um like we said maybe like a down jacket um my skull cap which is basically just like a lightweight kind of like wool it's like not a thick layer but it's like it keeps you warm of course um usually it doesn't get too cold in autumn but like i guess if it push comes to shove like i, I will bust out the hand warmers early on um mm. other than that i mean just more layers i guess um usually i, I usually it's, it's weird because i usually wear more gear as well like i have more on my back which kind of keeps you warm if that makes sense it's weird i don't know I just subscribe to that theory. I don't know in my experience, but um, and usually, usually I wear trail runner shoes, like like the kind of like trail running hiking shoes in the you know, uh, you know, summer or whatever, the warmer times of year. And in the fall, I usually switch out for my high top, like waterproof boots, because usually it gets wet, you know, a lot of areas, and they're usually more uh, insulated usually. So um, other than that, I mean, not too much else. I mean, I've never done a hammock. I've never done hammock camping in the fall. Yeah, it's probably be a little bit cold. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh 
much more of a yeah. tent kind of thing. I'm much more of a tent person anyways, but like, or sleeping in your car, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> stuff, like, stuff like that at least. But um, uh-huh. other than that, I mean, I don't know. Stuff like that. Um, maybe I will recommend maybe for safety is like maybe some good pair of trekking poles, like carbon fiber ones, if you can afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because like when the I guess this is worth noting is like if you're in like maybe like a rocky terrain kind of woodland or somewhere like a mixed habitat and there's tons of leaves on the ground and you might you know trip over a rock or a tree uh, root or something because you can't see it that, that's an important thing to consider um, just for some stability and just to catch yourself I guess um, uphill or downhill or just anywhere um, other than that I mean like maybe if you're not prepared I, w- I mean I would be prepared personally but like bring a headlamp if you're not used to the shorter times of day you're yeah like, wow i'm way after dark you know it's, it's nice to have a headlamp but i would mm-hmm. say that anytime and day. check your check your sunrise and sunset times because they get earlier in the fall so or the the sunrise gets later and the uh, sunset gets earlier so uh make sure you check those out yeah which you i'd say you should do anyways yeah, <laughs> but just like adjust, light. you know. Remember, it's not the same as summer, you know. Mm-hmm, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like you, like you could see. you could Sorry. get up at like a, at summer up in Michigan. Like I'd get up at five a.m. to get out for the early morning light. But now you know you can sleep in a bit more, which is nice. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, mm-hmm. good point. Um, I know I know I do shirk like the midday high noon kind of light, but like on a sunny day, but like. Honestly, there's some beautiful conditions even then for like autumn you know, images. So like, don't don't neglect that, or maybe try shooting abstracts. Like I said, I mean, that could be a lot of fun too. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, yeah, during yeah. the daylight could definitely be good for that. <laughs> definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything else? Uh, I would say if it gets really cold, photography gloves. Uh, I got some last year, and they they were definitely life changing. They you know they got two fingers flip open on each uh, hand. It's really just great um, for winter and fall photography. So uh, I will second that because I think it was last fall winter time. Um, I I, w- I actually did buy a pair of those that you know it removes the index and the middle fingertips, and like it, they're honestly pretty nice, you know. Nice. Uh, I think it's nice for what we do, and you can access the camera buttons a lot more easily. You don't have the big clunky like mittens or something gloves on. Um, you know, squeeze that shutter and not have to worry yeah. about fussing around with a glove. Yeah. So uh, I think that's that's pretty much it for autumn photography. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're glad to be back after a break, and uh, have a great day. Yep. You too. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for watching the Owl Outdoors Photography Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the video version on YouTube as well. You can subscribe down below, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one. Thank you.